fire babble. Welcome to the bonfire. Exploring magic with two modern witches. I'm Corey. And I'm Detta. And we have in the studio today... Hi, I'm Conowin. <laughs> so nice to be here. <laughs> For Conowin's Corner. Bow, bow. I have something that I told Conowin I wasn't going to say until we got on air. All day okay. today. All day. Especially after you posted on Instagram that little clip about, yes. I talked about this. Yeah. I was like, do you know what I get to do tonight? I get to record with Conowin. It's story time. I, I literally, and when I edit, I feel like I'm listening to this story, but it's our story and it's a potential. And it's like, pick your own adventure, you know? <laughs> and that's know. And all day long. I've been like going, yay. Oh my gosh, I'm touched. Thank you. I just wanted to tell you that. I'm so excited. So anyway, so hi. Hi. It's nice to see you. It's good to see you too. <sighs> miss you. Oh my gosh. I miss you both. Can't wait to be in the same room again someday. I love that well, we're starting hey. this Libra season episode with like, hi, I miss you. I love you. Let's talk. Let's socialize because that's so the vibe. <laughs> well, and it's Libra season, which is my wife's season so yes, it is. it's yeah happy birthday to wifey <laughs> so so hey yeah tell us what's going on well i'm really excited because um i've decided i'm going to bring something a little bit new to these episodes just because uh i can look things like this up and i'm trying to work on my electional astrology and i say electional it's not the election. It's way more exciting than that. It's just finding oh. really good dates, right, for, for things and using the stars to map out like the best timing, which we've done together, both on and off air. I thought it'd be really cool if I bring your audience the most magical day of the season, in my opinion. This is just according to like me going through all the, the season and trying to find what's the most potential day for magic. Now, there's lots of days, of course, and you could really use anything for magic, <laughs> you know, but if you're wanting to really connect to the stars and just get an extra like oomph, extra juice to your to your time, then this is the day that I've chosen. And I'd love to bring this to you guys like for every episode going forward. So we have lots of exciting stuff in that department. We're going to talk a couple new terms in here we haven't really talked about before. Because I'm all about education. And then, yeah, we'll talk about Libra season. Yay! This sounds so cool. This sounds so cool. I'm so excited. Okay. Tell us everything. So let's let's kick it off. Yeah, I will. Let's do it. Okay, so Libra season starts officially, right? This is Mabon, Mabon, however you want to call it. The autumn equinox um, or spring down mm. in our southern hemisphere, folks. Libra season starts Pacific time at 6.04 p.m. on September 22nd. So as the sun moves into the sign of Libra, it's going to be conjunct Mercury. And so at zero degrees, Mercury, Sun and Mercury are going to be sitting together. Now, Mer Mercury, as we know, is in retrograde right now. Yeah, it whole is. fun. <laughs> Who's feeling it? I think a lot of people are really feeling this one. Gosh. Currently, it's in Libra, and it's going to move back into Virgo. I have a feeling when it moves back into Virgo, it's going to be a little quieter. But this early potential part, it's opposing Jupiter right now. So it, Jupiter makes everything bigger. It's just kind of exaggerating. <laughs> Don't we just... 
When you say right now, do you mean the date that we're recording? The date that we're recording and into the the actual Libra season. So it's going to be here for a little bit. So yeah, (laughs) Uh, it's moving back from eight degrees Libra. It'll continue backward into Virgo. So eight degrees of Libra is going to take a little bit of time because Mercury is moving its slowest right now. And so this will take us into the beginning of Libra season. And as I said, it's going to be conjunct the sun at zero degrees that day that it moves into Libra. So When Mercury is conjunct the sun, there's a term that we use that when the sun is conjunct any of the, especially the smaller planets, so that's Mercury and Venus and the moon and Mars. When it's conjunct the personal planets, we call it a Kazemi or uh, it combust with the sun. Yeah, Kazemi is a fun word. I got lots of good eyebrows on that word (laughs) in in the room today. Kazemi is basically when the sun's light being next to Mercury, right, completely obliterates Mercury's energy and it makes them synonymous to each other. So Mercury kind of loses itself in the sun's light. So the soul, the sun, and the mind, Mercury, are inseparable. You cannot separate them. So if you know anybody with Mercury and the sun combust, I know, and I'm using the words combust and Kazemi interchangeably. Combust is basically when they're very close together. And Kazemi is when they are at the same degree. So Libra season, we start off with this Mercury Kazemi the sun. And that's going to be, again, the mind and the soul are inseparable. So Mercury gets kind of lost in the ego or the self. It's harder to separate your, like, think outside of just yourself when Mercury is there. So in Libra, like the energy of Libra with this, it could be very hard to make like concrete decisions, because again, the mind being so conjoined with the soul and the soul wanting harmony, wanting peace, wanting like beauty around it. If the mind's thinking, well, I kind of want something else, it's it's going to have a hard time establishing what it needs or what it wants, because it's again, it's a synonymous energy with what the soul needs, which is, or craves, which is harmony, peace, and everyone enjoying the beauty together because Libra is a Venus sign, right? It's a, it's a Venetian energy and it's, it's trying to promote this gorgeous atmosphere. So Mercury kind of just gets swallowed up and says like, we don't care what you think. Like you need to think like the soul, what the soul wants. So it may be kind of hard for all of us at that time to really separate ourselves from like, this is what I need right now in order to feel good, in order to feel more comfortable. But it may be something that is harsh or difficult for other people to accept. And therefore, it may be hard for us to like voice that or, or, or say that out loud or try to demand that because it could be perceived as something that's ugly or hard or difficult. So we don't want to, we don't want to come across as being like, you know, a problem, an issue. And so it might just be kind of hard to stand up for ourselves. So just keep that in mind around that time, especially because Jupiter is going to be opposing all that energy at the same time. So the start of Libra season, if you're having trouble voicing your needs, saying what it is you want, or just thinking outside of what everyone else is doing, like take the space and the time for yourself in order to do that, because it's important that we do that and that we have that balance, right? Because really, ultimately, while Libra is striving for beauty and grace and joy and fabulous like energy and vibe and atmosphere. Libra ultimately Libra ultimately is about balance and about justice. So find what is right for you, what is right for the situation and go for that even if it's something that's a little harder to deal with or ugly or difficult or mm. problematic, right? That is how I want to start off with this. Also, we have the ruler Venus is going to be 
in Virgo at the same time, and it's going to be opposing Neptune. So Libra's ruler, Venus, we're going to look to Venus the whole month in order to get an idea of what the, the flavor of this Libra season is. So we start off with it in Virgo. So when Venus is in Virgo, Venus is very picky. Like Virgo is the perfectionist, right? And Venus is considered kind of in its fall in this sign because all it wants to say is, well, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> That's not right. That's not perfect, right? <laughs> but the beauty about this, right? Because you know, that is kind of a hard energy to deal with. The beauty about this is when it can say, well, you're doing it wrong. Let me help you. Like, let me come up with a solution for you or with you together. Let's, let's work together to make it more beautiful, more like Venetian, more, uh, more perfect, more aesthetically pleasing, however you, you know, think about it. When, when Venus can activate in Virgo and actually strive, not just strive for perfection, but act toward perfection or perceive perfection because perfection doesn't exist, right? I know Virgos, it's hard one to swallow, but perfection mm. does not exist. So we get as close as we can as a team together, right? So as long as Venus can act in that way, it's acting in a healthier way. But typically Venus and Virgo just kind of wants to stand back and be like, mm, I wouldn't do it that way. That's not how I would choose. That's not what I, you know, right? So it's a little bit more of a difficult energy. We're kind of starting off this with a little bit of a saltiness. And then it's opposing Neptune. So here's the funny thing about Venus and Neptune being in opposition, especially in, in Pisces and Virgo. So imagine Venus and Virgo is on a date with Neptune in Pisces. And Venus and Virgo is like, let's like, let's like do something together, like learn how to do something together. And we'll make something beautiful. And we'll just enjoy our night. Or, or, you know, why don't we find the best restaurant, like the perfect place, the perfect ambience, and just enjoy something beautiful together. Like Venus just wants to like attract, right? Something nice. And then Neptune's like, Yes. And then our soul and your soul and my soul will become intertwined in this new dimension of love. And we'll communicate with each other through astral projection and the flame of our love will shine so brightly that it'll send a signal through the universe. We're karmic lovers reunited at last and we can live inside of each other's minds and I can live in your skin. Like Neptune just goes, <laughs> whoa. Great story, great story. <laughs> and, Venus and, <laughs> and Venus and Virgo's like, what? <laughs> like, I just wanted a nice dinner. <laughs> you know, like this is a lot. Yeah, right. So Neptune wants to like crawl inside of our skin. There is no boundary with Neptune. And Venus is standing in opposition going, that's not what I want. <laughs> that's not dates like space. that. Thank you very much. Like, I just want something nice and beautiful tonight. And you can go off and be on whatever trip you're on, right? This is so my dance space. This is your <laughs> dance space. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and my personal bubble is here. And Neptune says, no, there are no boundaries. Let me just crawl inside you. And like, I mean, Neptune doesn't know where to stop because Neptune rules over the infinite. Yeah. Everything we can't see or touch, but we can feel. When they're in opposition like this, it can be kind of like dreamy and fantastical. But then we kind of get like swept up in this like, whoa, <laughs> what is happening? So it's really important around that time also. This is all once we start the season. So it kind of starts off with a lot of this energy wow, crazy sure. at each other. I pay attention to what is being attracted to you if it sounds like way made up, like crazy town, or maybe it sounds too good to be true, right? Pay attention to people trying to dissolve your boundaries and say like, no, 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 let's, let's just like vibe together and do things. And you're like, yeah, I'm not really into that. Like be careful of that. Watch for things like, I mean, Neptune will really mess with you when, like, you know, it's in an opposition energy. So 
things that can dissolve your own boundaries. So any like drugs or alcohol around this time, lofty promises from lovers or authority figures, pretty words, white lies, things you can't really see but can kind of feel and that don't really maybe feel so good or maybe feel too good, right? And manipulation and escapist tendencies around this time. Like I just want to get away and then you go like way too far away. Really important to just be really careful with Neptune because Neptune is is kind of a sick planet. <laughs> it can oh. really just sort of lend us down a slippery slope. So I just wanted to put that out there because our ruler of the season is standing in opposition of that planet. So take off the rose-colored glasses and be real. And don't be afraid to hurt some feelings. It's okay. <laughs> it's going to be okay. <laughs> we're starting off a season with a lot of energy. And then we're going to go right into another square. But I wanted to pause real quick in case you guys had any thoughts about that. <laughs> I'm just doing the thing I always do, which is the mental math. <laughs> yeah. of like, okay, what's going on for me this month? And like, what, like, what mm. do I have that makes a lot of sense now going on with that? <laughs> And I'm just thinking about how at the end of Libra season, my divorce is finalized. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, what kind of energy should I be approaching this with? Because right now, the energy I'm approaching it with, probably not healthy or sustainable. <laughs> hey, you know what? <clears throat> you know, people people get hit by buses all the time. I, I'm- <laughs> <laughs> it does happen. I'm not bringing that energy, but I appreciate the solidarity. Well, I'm going to bring it because now we're going to talk about Uranus. <laughs> and that feels very appropriate. So Uranus and Saturn. Okay, last year, all if you were following this podcast last year in any of my Conowin Corners, we talked about at length the Saturn-Uranus square in 2021. Well, now both planets are retrograde and we are moving back into that square almost Perfect. So almost exactly by the minute, which is called partile. However, it doesn't quite get partile. So it's going to move all, Uranus is moving all the way back and Saturn's moving really, really close together. And then once they get to like within a few minutes of each other, they're going to start to separate again. So right now, as time is like going on, we're feel, feeling this building energy. A lot of stuff is going to harken back to last year. So stuff that you were going through, especially around February and um, I believe it was February, July and December. Any issues around that time coming up, you may resurfacing. It's it's really that war between like old versus new, tradition versus revolution, the status quo versus a rebellion, a structure versus a breakthrough, right? So like again, this was a lot of the imagery and the the vibe around last year and so this is probably going to come up in some way again. Now, obviously we are leading into an election in this country, so I definitely think stuff from last year is going to get brought through, brought back up and uh in your own life again, like I said in February and July and December of last year. And if I may just say England has an amazing opportunity right now that I'm not sure they're going to take. I think if the younger of the two had taken over, we'd see a ton of change. But now they're fighting him already on it. If you don't know what I'm talking about, which Queen has passed away, Charles is king, which we did not expect, I guess. People did not expect him to declare. They expected Oh my gosh, Corey, can you help me out here? Do either of you know the royals? I can't remember their names. I know that Prince Harry's the one that moved oh, here. Oh, William. It's William. William, that's William. It. there it is. Yeah, I know Meghan Markle, and that's about it. 
Yeah. So I think it's happening a lot of places. New Zealand has just made some huge jumps towards progression. I, I think it's happening all over the world, even though we're the ones that have an election. Yeah. And Ukraine is winning at this time. Oh, my God, please let them take back their land and Russia. Leave them alone. OK. All right. I'm done. No, but this is great. Like, thank you. Yeah, because bringing it in on a world stage, sorry. And if we remember as above, so below. So as, mm-hmm. you know, if, if you're tapped into what's going on in the world, great. And you're probably going to see this on a huge, massive scale. But remembering that it's mm. also happening microcosmically in yes. your own life, in your own soul. So, you know, take that uh. energy and decide where you want to go with it. Now, what I will say about this is, so currently we're, we're feeling all of the, these planetary transits. They're hitting Uranus first because Uranus is at a lower degree. So they're going to progress through the lower degree and then the higher degree of Saturn. So what that kind of feels like is as the planet transits, we might have a moment where, oh, we're in breakthrough or, oh, this is really exciting and new and, and we're traversing new ground and stuff is happening. And that's that kind of Uranian energy. And it might be a little chaotic. It might be a little off-putting and scary, or it might be really exciting. It's kind of a flash whenever Uranus is working with it. But then it's followed quickly, very quickly by constraint or a boundary set or oh, wow. a limitation or an authority figure saying no, right? <laughs> Saturn is the big no of the Zodiac. <laughs> so uh, when, it, when Saturn comes in, right, then we're having to deal with obstacles or potential pitfalls or just things that are way or perhaps it's like, okay, really, let's ground ourselves in reality here, right? You're on this kind of makes us go off into the wilderness and Saturn says, okay, let's make this practical. Let's fit it into a system, into a structure. So with Mars currently in trine with Saturn, Mars is in Gemini and Saturn is up in Aquarius. Those two are working harmoniously together. So Mars, our planet of energy is saying, okay, well, we can work with these, like within these boundaries. Like what can we do? to progress forward in a way that is structurally sound and that makes us feel comfortable. And also in Gemini, it reminds us to be curious, like, okay, well, then how do we problem solve? What can we do to make this more exciting and more fun? Uh, You know, Gemini is very childlike energy. So like, don't be afraid to fail. Like if you come up against a boundary, it's almost like a -a whack-a-mole where it's like, you know, just keep whacking them. But like, find a lightness in it if you can, because Mars is encouraging us not to take things so seriously and so Saturnian, like down in the depths of, no, you cannot do this. No, it's like, okay, fine. Like, this is my reality. How do we work with it? Let's go, you know, and try the different options. Don't try to make Gemini ever choose one thing, right? Because <laughs> Gemini cannot choose. They want two things at least to bounce back and forth with. You know, get your friends together, get your people together and problem solve together and, and make it a conversation, make it lighter and fun if you come up against something, especially if preceding that you were really excited about some sort of a breakthrough and it's like, oh, you know, Saturn's like a wet blanket on <laughs> your idea. <laughs> so, you know, let that spirit of Gemini pull you forward. And then also, if you were maybe really like worried about whatever that was, rest assured that Saturn is going to come in and likely establish some more practical, you know, <laughs> steps to follow and and structure to whatever might be happening. So that kind of is going to be how we feel it. And again, it's going to be like a one-two punch right after another because those planets are so close together. Every other planet has like hardly any time to experience the breakthrough or the breakup or whatever it is before Saturn comes in and says, here's how we structure this. So 
that's going to be kind of that vibe. It's a little bit of start stop also. So you might find that that's happening. And also just on a larger scale, a big thing to note is because Mars will be retrograde in Gemini later this year on October 30th through January 12th, Mars is going to have us do a lot of things. Again, Gemini, like doing multiple things. And then we will likely have to re or retrograde, redo them. (laughs) So anything you're working on right now, just be aware you may have to revisit later. And it's important to know where is Mars in your chart because that Gemini, those degrees that it's traversing through may lend itself to, okay, what am I working on in this arena in my life that is going to possibly show up again later. So the degrees you want to look for in your natal chart are going to be eight through 25 degrees of Gemini. So whatever house that sits in, in your chart is going to give you a clue as to maybe what Mars is working with. Also, if it's interacting with any of your other planets in the chart, that might be another clue as to what might be happening. So if it's working with your Venus, and maybe it's a hard aspect to Venus, it's like, oh, you know, the things that I'm attracting, I'm going to have a harder time getting to those things during this time, right? That's a little bit of how you can work with that. Mars and Gemini being retrograde, we, we actually spent a fantastic conversation in the last episode about more of that energy. So I totally encourage you to watch or watch, listen to the Virgo episode about that because we get really into what Mars and Gemini is going to feel like. But for right now, just remembering that Mars and Gemini isn't all bad and it's meant to lightness too. And it working so well with Saturn right now is a blessing. That is a great thing. So good stuff. <laughs> and it will be probably for a while. So yeah. Is that the one that will last until... January, you said? So Mars retrograde will, yeah, will be from October 30th until January 12th. So, But the feeling that you were talking about? Oh. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So right now it is going to be trying Saturn uh, because Saturn and Mars are not going to be leaving their respective signs until well after January 12th. Uh, we will have that harmonious energy. It's air. So it's logical. It's, it's clear thinking, right? Between Aquarius and Gemini. So they'll be interacting with each other. That trine will not be as strong at certain times, but right okay. now it's very strong. So Fun. use it to your advantage. <laughs> put some action behind your structures and put some structures to your action. You know, that's, that's the simplest form of how to work with Mars and Saturn. That's so. awesome. Yeah. So that brings us to the new moon in Libra on September 25th at 2.55 p.m. We talked a little bit in the last transit about looking for the degrees. So this degree of this new moon is at two degrees of Libra. So it's fine where that is in your chart. At the new moon, it's going to be opposing Jupiter, conjunct Mercury and Venus, and trine Pluto. So Kahneman, what the heck does that mean? Here we go. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) Yeah. So opposing Jupiter, this is really a a phenomenal new moon for expansion. This moon wants to really like, I mean, when anything touches Jupiter, Jupiter makes it bigger. But I will say Jupiter can also make it too big. (laughs) So be careful to not overdo things. You might have a lot of big ideas for this new moon or have like a lot of big directions you're going in. Try to keep it structurally sound and smaller one step at a time if you can. Um, it, there's no rush, right, to, to manifest whatever you might be wanting to manifest at this time. So mm-hmm. to pull back a little bit and think clearly, use that air energy to get some clarity. So uh, this is a great time to bless any tools that you work with. This is just infusing that like fresh air energy into what you're doing. And those tools can be, you know, if you're a musician, it could be instruments. If you're an artist, it could be your paintbrushes. But it could be your car, it could be your hairbrush, your makeup brushes, coffee cup, like things that you interact with every day. 
like using breath work and air to refresh your energy around these objects that like have a pretty integral part of our life. This is a great time to use that air energy to like infuse new life or new energy into just the things that you surround yourself with and try to lighten it up a little bit. Also because Libra is a cardinal sign. Cardinal signs start seasons, right? This is the beginning of fall. So like, what can you do to initiate something new? New moon energy already has like an initiation energy to it, but this is kind of an extra potent time for that because Libra says like, we're starting a new season. Let's turn a new leaf, right? So it's an even added like energy to that. Yeah. Uh, and so I wanted to ask a few questions too, sort of going back to the transits I was saying, conjunct Mercury and Venus, trine Pluto. So here are some sort of questions to start you maybe reflecting if you're kind of having trouble thinking about what you want to focus on for the new moon. So how can you identify the revolution that's occurring in your life? That could be on a small scale or a big scale. What are you wanting to break free from and evolve in order to be more powerful? What must you shed in order to grow? How can you work within constraints that reality has shaped for you in order to move in the direction that you wish to proceed in? How can you get curious and learn? What is something that you can have a beginner's mind with Mm. and act like a child and try, try again? That might help inspire you. (laughs) What might you find yourself critiquing or complaining about that you could actually try to find a solution for right now? So this is kind of wrapping all those things that we just talked about into that new moon like possible new direction energy. And I will say on the on the subject of the beginner's mind, I have started sewing and I am so <gasps> bad at it. <laughs> oh my god. And it's so fun. Like I love being yeah, bad it's at so something. Fun. <laughs> I'm like one of those people that like I typically just stick within my wheelhouse. I'm like, yeah, I'm comfortable. I'm good. I know what I'm doing. And this is like the hardest puzzle for me. But I just I sat back and appreciated like I suck at this and that's okay. <laughs> like nobody <laughs> needs you're to see starting. this. Yeah. I'm starting. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, wow. please like take that energy and use it how you will. But that was just something in my life recently that I was like, this is very Gemini of me. It's like, let's add another skill to the wheelhouse, but let's start off really badly <laughs> and solve the puzzle. <laughs> so, and it's hard. I appreciate like hard. textile works so much more now, but. It's been fun. It's been a good time. Textile crafts are fun. Yeah. A lot of, lot of, lot of steps. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So. If you go to my Pinterest boards right now, my personal ones, not the... Uh, I have been pinning so many crafty things that I'm like, I really, as I try to go to sleep at night when I should actually, you know, just be going to sleep. Because we are changing our house around and making a an actual craft room, but I kind of need to make the craft room first before I, <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself. So that, but I'm just so excited. So that's that's a great energy. I want to try to be done by then. That's cool, <laughs> Conowen. Yeah, good. I'm glad, and hopefully yeah. you out there, you know, can take that energy and use it as you will. Yeah. Moving into next segment. <laughs> After the new moon, we have Venus, our ruling planet of the season. It's going to be moving into Libra. And that is going to feel so much more comfortable. This is on September 29th. And we're going to have a definite energy shift here because her moving from Virgo, where she's technically in her fall, to into Libra, where she's in her rulership. This is her home base. She knows how to operate here. She is much more comfortable. So we have a 
a tone shift around more like trying to promote peace, harmony, beauty. There's a, there's a real appreciation of like architecture. Like mm. I was thinking about like the beautiful mind, right? It's the intellectual side of Venus. So we think about like the things that we observe and how we communicate and socialize and the things where our, our mind is attracted to certain things. That's really all the things that Luber rules over. So there's more of an emphasis on that. I think that's really why as fall really sets in, so many people have a real appreciation for the beauty of the season because that's what the energy is. It's mm-hmm. telling us to appreciate and soak it in and, you know, enjoy our pumpkin spice. I know I've talked about this like in previous Libra seasons where it's like, you know, soak in the joys of the season because Venus is telling us too. She's in Libra yes. saying, go for it, girl. Like, get it. <laughs> get that pumpkin spice. Get whatever you want. Enjoy your I'm life. so excited. So, yeah. <laughs> So that will definitely give a little bit more of a tone shift and things will feel more comfortable and not quite so critical uh, because Venus just wants to live in the beauty of this world. Around this time, I think we're also going to probably see that, as I said, social interaction is a big part of Libra. Social issues are also highlighted because Libra rules over justice. So there's going to be more conversation naturally around that. The attention is going to turn to that and striving for balance, right? Libra is about balance, but it's about striving for balance because Libra doesn't quite ever reach the perfect balance because perfection does not exist, right? So both Libra and Virgo can learn that, I think, a little bit. But it's hard when you're like, no, but it can and it's there and I can grasp it. Give yourself the break. (laughs) You're not going to get there. So breathe easy and just do the best you can, folks. So, And on that note, September 29th is the day that I have chosen as (gasps) the most magical day of the season. This is so exciting. I love doing this. (laughs) Can I? Can I? That's Tammy's birthday. It is? Oh my gosh. That's fantastic. (laughs) I did. I couldn't hear you. What did you say? That's my wife's birthday. Oh. I'm That's so excited awesome. to tell her. I'm going to make her listen to this. Okay. <laughs> yeah. oh, well, let me tell you a little oh bit. Like, there's yes. some beautiful aspects Dude, on this day. Please. There's a little bit of tension, right? But, like, we always have a little bit of tension in the sky. It's good. But what I loved about this day, so the moon is at what was called the point of Thales. But basically, it's interacting with Venus and Jupiter, who are in an opposition at that time. And it sits in a really comfy place for both of them. So the way that you're able to sort of act around this opposition of Venus, what we attract, and Jupiter, what we believe in, being at odds with each other, is listening to our heart. (laughs) It's like letting our heart sort of guide our way towards like, okay, like, you know, maybe the things that we believe in, but what we're attracting right now are not really talking to each other. And it feels very polarizing and different what do I do? It's listen to what your needs are, your most intimate space. The moon is here to guide you. So I think that that's really a nice way to ease that tension because Venus and Jupiter will be there for a while, but the moon will move into that point of Thales where it'll be sextile and trine those two planets. And so it moves in a much more harmonious way. So really pay attention to your heart here. And the moon is, of course, very magical. And then we also have a Mercury-Neptune opposition that the moon will also move into the point of Thales during that day. So it moves very quickly. And it's going to hit that really nice, juicy point for both of those oppositions. And Mercury and Neptune in opposition, I mean, that's our mind. And then all the things that are like unseeable, untouchable, and magical. So that moon, again, brings the two together and says, like, let's work harmoniously here. And then it's also going to sextile the sun, which is another beautiful, exciting energy. So we have a really nice 
like moon transit day, that whole day, really starting at like 7.30 in the morning, all the way till the next like morning. Wow. Mercury's also going to be trying Pluto. So that's really bringing out that great time for shadow work. And that is a new moon. So, I mean, it's still kind of in a darker phase of the moon. So you can get away with doing some of that shadow work, but really like bringing truth to light and stuff. It'd be great time for any kind of divination. Mars trying Saturn will be around that time as well as we were talking about earlier. So again, giving structure to the things we want to act on. And then Neptune will be septile Uranus. And we haven't talked about septiles. I'm just going to briefly mention it. But so there's lots of transits and, and aspects we've talked about that you'll hear a lot, like squares, sextiles, trines, oppositions, conjunctions. Those are the main five. Septiles are one seventh of a circle or the seven pointed star in the chart. And I'm just going to say these are very like otherworldly. These are like alien. Bring it. <laughs> Bring yeah. on the I mean, aliens. Like, yeah. Think like David Bowie. He had a ton of septiles all over his chart. The guy was like from outer space. It was fantastic. Neptune, septile Uranus is a really like interesting energy. We have that for a while, but that's just adding an extra bit of like flavor to this day. You know, if you want to do some astral projection or communicate with some otherworldly beings, some other elementals, like however you want to work with this, like it's a great day, I think, to do that. And that'll be the whole day. So very cool day. <laughs> there are a few other contenders in there, but this one I think had the most juice to it. And then lastly, that brings us to the full moon. Um, although I should mention, just if you want to put these in your calendar, right? So Mercury will move direct on October 2nd. Breathe, yes. So I will bring up two dates before we get into the full moon. Uh, Mercury will be moving direct on October 2nd, and everyone can breathe a little sigh of relief. It won't be out of its shadow yet, so you might get a little recurrence of some of that Mercury retrograde stuff, but the hard part will be, uh, you know, mostly past for those of us that are really feeling this retrograde. And then Pluto will also be moving direct on October 8th. So a lot of our power authority issues we may find move more to an external place rather than an internal place. Mm. Although, fun fact, if you're born with Pluto in retrograde like I was, uh, sometimes that can be the opposite. Just Whoa. sort of be aware of where maybe power struggles are shifting after October 8th. You may see them. And Pluto will be very, very, very prob like powerful around this time because it's moving the slowest and it's the slowest moving planet. So you think about like when you watch a pendulum and the pendulum swings and it's at that like high point, that's a lot of tension. That's going to be where Pluto is around that October 8th time. So just to be wow. aware of, especially around any kind of authority figures, power struggles, secrecy, things coming up from the shadows, we may see a bit of intensity around that. So just to be aware of. October 3rd, I believe, is the first Monday in October. I do believe that is when in the United States, the Supreme Court goes back. So since you said, I was like, no, no, I don't want to go global. Okay, fine. <laughs> oh. Okay, yeah. that's all right. Okay. But at least Mercury's coming. You get that cool. sag in you. You can't help it. Uh, and then... Right, the day right after that on October 9th is going to be our full moon in Aries. October 9th at 1.55 p.m. Pacific time, it's going to be at 16 degrees Aries. So look in your chart where that is. That's the sort of arena we're talking about. When the full moon happens, it's going to be opposing Chiron and Aries. So Chiron being a sort of energy around a wound that we feel during our life that later we heal from and then are able to heal others from. In short, it's called the wounded healer for that reason. 
the sun will be in opposition to Chiron. The moon will be right there next to Chiron. So that's our soul sort of looking at our heart and our wound and not being able to contend with it. There's a tension there. So it, it may be hard for us to want to open up about something that maybe is wounding us or about, you know, trying to heal someone. Just be aware that like things may be hidden and wanting to come out and wanting to be vulnerable might feel really, really difficult. But it's also really important because <laughs> a full moon, that's the sun shining a light on something, right? We have an illumination of whatever it is that the sun is shining on. And in this case, it is the wound. It is that deep place, that intimate moon place within us that's trying to come out into the open and be vulnerable and truthful. It's important if you feel up for it to shine a light on what needs to be healed. Uh, Neptune's going to be sextile Pluto during this full moon. So that's bringing things out of the shadow. It's funny. I feel like whenever we look at a chart, right, we have multiple planets kind of giving us the same story. So it's bringing things out of the shadow in an unconditional love, right? If we can do that and the person we're with is showing us unconditional love or we can show unconditional love to ourselves, it has immense power for us. And once again, this might be something that is kind of ugly or difficult or shameful or uncomfortable. And it will take courage to do that. But if you're able to do that, Chiron acts as that dual position where it's the wound, but it's also how we heal the wound and how we later can help the world heal that wound as well. Really, really powerful here. And what's nice is Mars, Mars is in that full moon aspect acting as a release point. And this is at 22 degrees Gemini. So that's something, another place in your chart you might want to look at. Because through action, we're able to change our reality and attract a better outcome or result from whatever it is we're opening up and being vulnerable about. We can't operate on it if the issue isn't seen, right? <laughs> so we need to bring it out into the open so we can do something about it. And Mars says like, okay, well, let's work with this. What can we do together? And another thing to work with around this time, if you're just looking for ways to get magical with this full moon, is work with the element of fire, right? Aries is a fire sign. So burning to release or invigorate or re-energize yourself, it's another great time to work with divination, uncovering what is hidden, like what we talked about. This is this is kind of an intense full moon, but I also feel like we've had a lot of intense full moons, and this may be yeah. another like reiteration of the same stories we've been sort of growing with. And Aries being the beginning of the Zodiac, this might start a new cycle for us where it's kind of acting almost like a new moon instead of a full moon. It's funny how like, you know, as a story ends, a story begins, right? As a chapter ends, another one begins. So we may see huh. that as a theme with this full moon as well. Yeah. And that brings us to Scorpio season, which mm. will be, yeah, later on October 23rd at 3.36 a.m. Pacific Jeez. time. Wow. Big month. Big, big season. Oh, Good stuff. that was a Oh, you know, I, we say every every month, oh my gosh, that was a lot. It's always a lot because there's a lot going on. It just like, yeah. it's awesome to get just this <laughs> fabulous overview of what's what's coming up. I don't know. I love it. Like I said, I'm loving what you're doing. Well, anyway. thank you. And I'm so glad that hopefully my rapid fire made sense. <laughs> Slow the episode down if you need to. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, you know, you do have that power on the app. You can slow it down 0.5 or 0.1 if you want to. I don't know. I like it. I just stop and write stuff down if I have to stop it, which I would have to do no matter how slow you were going. So, <laughs> yeah, I pause and write and pause and write. Well, Kanawan, as usual, Thank you. We really have to like do a hangout session soon because I miss you and I want to see that baby. 
and smell the baby smell. For any of you who might be interested listening, I do have my first class available. It's on my new and improved website. So conawinmore.com. If you need to know how to spell that, it's C-A-W-N-A-W-Y-N-M-O-R.com. And you can hit classes at the top and uh, my astrology online class for $19.99, which you get unlimited access to. You can download it. You get a really cool worksheet I made. That's all there for you. It's ready to go. Uh, You can also sign up for my upcoming classes if you're local. I have a moon class on October 8th. 8th. I have another sun sign class on November 12th, and I have uh, my 2023 astrology on January 2nd. These are all at Crescent Moon Gifts in Tacoma. So all of those wow. classes are there. And you can also check out all the other stuff I do as Conowin. Uh, your guys' episodes for 2022, as well as like all the things are on that site. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh my gosh. I got to write a little blurb that I felt tough. pretty good about. Because <laughs> you're awesome. It was easy. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, and I now have to hire you to do our website since I'm still. <laughs> I, 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 you know, there you go. I'm just saying. I that's what I was going to ask. I was going to ask what your next classes are. So thank you. And your website is great. Yeah. And are, you're doing readings now again for the public, correct? So actually, that was the other thing I want to mention. I was going to. I'm unfortunately I'm just not in a place like with family where I'm able to do that. So okay. I am not doing readings for people. I'm focusing um, only on teaching right now. This is good to know. And when you are back in the public eye, please let us know. Yeah, for sure. Oh, you will be the first. (laughs) Conowin, we feel so blessed to have you here. Thank you. I, yeah, like I said, I've been happy all day looking forward to this. I've been looking forward to it also. Today was long and slow and boring. And I was like, at least I get to see Conowin later. It's the best. Thank you. (laughs) I love being here. Until next time, be well. Act with intention. And don't forget, you are magic. Thank you so much for listening. Please, if you are so inclined, follow us on our socials, which is Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Bonfire Babble Podcast. You can also follow us or join us on Patreon at Bonfire Babble Witches on patreon and our website at bonfirebabble.com if you're into snail mail you can send us that at p.o box 16341 seattle washington 98116 and if you want to do that electronic thing we're at bonfirebabblepodcast at gmail.com please also if you have a moment leave us a rating or a review on itunes spotify or wherever you listen it helps us out it also helps other people find us yeah and if you do it on apple where you can actually write something we will shout you out your name thank you again for listening bonfire babble podcast recognizes that we live and record on the traditional lands of the duwamish tribe we honor their past and present stewardship of the beautiful land and the life-giving energy they provide To learn more about the tribe, go to realrentduwamish.org.